Hi, and welcome to Every Rom-Com Now Streaming for the week of March 29th through April 5th, 2021. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining. We took the week off last week, but Jen and I are back and ready to give you some great streaming recommendations, as well as letting you know where you can find some of the movies from recent and upcoming episodes of the podcast. We'd also like to let you know that you can follow the podcast on social media, our Facebook page is Every Romcom Podcast and Blog. Our Instagram is at Every Romcom. And our Twitter handle is at Every Romcom Pod. And as always, you can find the podcast at everyromcom.com. Send us feedback at feedback at everyromcom.com. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Now for the week of March 29th through April 5th, we'll let you know what's streaming. First, here's what you can find some of the movies covered on the podcast. So Moonstruck, the very first movie we covered, is still available on the Roku channel. The half of it is on Netflix. 10 Things I Hate About You is still available on Disney+. Plus. She's the Man you can find on TNT, True TV, and TBS. And How Stella Got Her Groove Back is also available on the Roku channel. The other movies we've covered can be rented from streaming platforms or from your local library. And here's where you can find the movies we'll be talking about over the next few weeks as part of our travel series. On Thursday, we'll be taking every rom-com to Italy for Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn. Roman Holiday is currently included with Prime and Pluto TV. And in two weeks, we'll continue the travel series with a first-class ticket to Singapore as we discuss Crazy Rich Asians, now streaming on HBO Max. At the end of most episodes, you'll find recommendations for movies to watch as a double feature with the movie we're discussing that week. Here are some of the double feature recommendations for Leap Year. So one of the movies I recommended was Chasing Liberty, and that is available on HBO Max. I recommended Waking the Divine. It's still on Hulu. I also recommended The Decoy Bride, which is on AMC+. And then there's the lovely The Quiet Man, which you can find on Prime and Pluto TV. And I also recommended another Amy Adams movie, Julie and Julia, which is available on Netflix. I recommended P.S. I Love You, which is on HBO Max. And then this is one of Sophia's. She recommended The Secret of Kells, which is available on Canopy. And I also recommended Puffin Rock, which is on Netflix as well. And here are some of the double feature recommendations for How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Hello, I Must Be Going, I recommended. And that is on Hulu, Prime, Canopy, Tubi, Voodoo, Pluto TV, and Crackle. Ooh, there's more. Plex. <laughs> Fandor Spotlight and Topic. Yeah, that movie is quite available right now. It looks yeah, like. sure, sure. Catch it. It's good. And I recommended Brown Sugar, another Tay Diggs rom-com. That is available on Cinemax. Eat, Pray, Love was recommended by our friend Serena, and that's on Netflix right now. And finally, I recommended Y Tu Mama Tambien, which is available on AMC+. Now we'll get into our recommendations for rom-coms and rom-com adjacent movie and TV shows that are streaming right now. Yeah, so my first pick today, it's called Just Right, spelled W-R-I-G-H-T, and it's available on Prime, 
And this is a really cool rom-com that I'd never seen before. It's from 2010. It stars Queen Latifah as a physical therapist and Common as a star basketball player who she helps with an injury. And I'd seen it recommended. I don't remember where it was recommended. Somewhere on Twitter, I think. And I was like, oh, I got to find that and check it out. And I watched it with my husband. And he really liked it, too. And he said he liked it because the main character played by Queen Latifah named Leslie Wright is just a very relatable and normal person. And I agree. Like, I love watching a rom-com where someone has just a like kind of a normal job and just like looks more like an average woman and just is really kind of funny and has interests that are relatable. You know, she's a big basketball fan in the movie. And though I'm not a basketball fan, I just like seeing different kinds of women depicted in a Mm -hmm. rom-com. And there's like a conflict in the movie arises when Scott McKnight, the basketball player played by Common, shows interest in her friend and her god sister Morgan, played by Paula Patton. And in the movie, the main character is always kind of being overshadowed by this friend and god sister. And guys are always going for her friend rather than her. I think it'd be a really relatable story for women who feel like they're always the best friend. Like guys are always seeing them as a friend instead of a girlfriend type or people who feel overshadowed by an attractive friend all the time. And I don't really care about basketball, but I was actually interested also in the sports aspect of the movie. They did the basketball scenes really well. And the characterizations were just so strong that I really cared about what happened in the games. Finally, it's just a well-written story, and it also has a great supporting cast. You will notice that Pam Greer and Felicia Rashad also appear as the main character's mothers. Maybe there are a few parts of the movie where I wish they'd done the plot a little bit differently, but overall I found it very relatable, funny, sweet, romantic, and just great. And I'll have to check out more of Queen Latifah's work, really. Thank you for that. I do like basketball, oddly <laughs> enough. Okay, my first pick is more literary. It's Wild Nights with Emily. And it's been on Hulu for a while, and I finally got myself to watch it. It's starring Molly Shannon as Emily Dickinson. Mm. And it's um, it's a little satirical, a little irreverent um, telling of Dickinson's life, focusing on her relationship and love for her. She starts off as her friend. This friend, Susan Gilbert, marries Emily's brother and so she becomes susan gilbert dickinson so it's her sister-in-law but it was discovered there's a new york times article that came out a while ago where they did some like awesome imaging with paper and whatnot and there were all these eraser marks and it wound up being the name susan or sue or Susie. so these passionate love letters were to her so we don't know in real life like how deep their relationship was, but this movie gives us a telling of it. And mm-hmm. also some theories debunked, yes, true or not, I, we don't know. These old thoughts that Dickinson never wanted to publish her work, but this film gives us a storyline that says that she was interested in publishing her work and that maybe she wasn't a recluse the way a narrative has been told about her, but maybe she just like didn't give a crap about socializing. and was like, I'm just going to hang with the people I want to hang with. Mm-hmm. So um, it was great. It was very funny and very touching. And Shannon is excellent. And the actor who plays Susan Dickinson. Her name is Susan Ziegler, and she was really fantastic, too. And they do very cool things with the poems and the text over scenes, and 
just some interesting filmmaking and and like I said, a little irreverent and a little uh, satirical, which was a lot of fun. Cool. So I highly recommend. Yeah. Wild yeah. Nights with Emily. So my second pick is also kind of set in the past. I'm assuming Wild Nights with Emily was set in the past as well. Yes. Um, it's A Room with a View, which is on HBO Max. And I really could recommend A Room with a View at any time. It's one of my all-time favorite films and certainly my all-time favorite romantic films. But Roman Holiday really got me thinking about other romantic films set in Italy. So here I am recommending it this week. So if you love romance, this movie has to be on your must-see list because it's basically a movie about a choice between passion and doing what is expected of you. And it's a movie about sudden passion. And it's just all over beautiful. It's set in Florence. It's just gorgeous in every way. The scenery is beautiful. The music with the opera is beautiful. The costuming, the hair is beautiful. There's still a hairstyle I remember on a minor character in this movie that I can't get out of my head. It's like the most perfect hair I've ever seen. Like it's just everything in this movie is just wonderful to look at. And it's got an extraordinary cast. Uh, Helena Bottom Carter is the lead. Julian Sands is not as well known, but he's very good as the love interest. And then you have supporting characters, Daniel Day-Lewis, Maggie Smith, Denholm Elliott, Judy Dench, and Rupert Graves and more. Just, it's just a fantastic cast. And a lot of people think period films are only for adults. I watched this movie when I was a kid. I think I was like eight or nine. And I, and I loved it even then. I didn't understand all the jokes at that time, but there was just always something really fun to watch or beautiful to watch. And I love it more with every viewing. It just grows on me and it gets funnier. And I understand more of the subtleties of the humor. And I also love the book, the original book by E.M. Forrester and pretty much all his novels. I just can't say enough about A Room with a View. I don't know if I'm going to convince people who haven't seen it before, but really this is not a stuffy movie. This is, it's funny. It's it's about being free, really. And and if you watch it, I think you'll see that. Anyway, that's I can't see more. So my second pick, also on Hulu, is Destination Wedding. And it's starring Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. And basically, that's it. They play two extremely cynical people who meet on the way to a destination wedding in wine country, California. And the whole film is them talking, making commentary on each other, the people around them and life, etc. And it's shot only in extreme wide shots and medium shots. So the camera is always on them the whole time. There are no close ups. And it's fine. Like, that's all you want. You want the camera just on the two of them and their dialogue. I, I mean, with lesser actors, it would be like, oh, this is really boring. They are hilarious. And, and I was pleasantly surprised. I laughed a lot. Fun fact, it was filmed in 10 days. I really enjoyed that. And they are just so nasty and miserable. But you love them and you love um, how they connect despite themselves. And just in that idea of traveling and destination weddings, mm. um, I thought that was uh, interesting. And they make a lot of commentary about that. They're like, why do people do this? This <laughs> sucks. Who wants to spend all this money to get here? And then, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. 
So my third pick is Dairy Girls, spelled D-E-R-R-Y, and it's a TV show that's on Netflix. And this was watching this was inspired by us doing Leap Year because I realized I just hadn't seen a lot of like Irish media produced by Irish people. And so this show was actually created by somebody named Lisa McGee, who is a Northern Irish playwright and screenwriter. And she is originally from Derry, the town that the TV show is about. And it takes place in Northern Ireland in the mid 90s. And it's really interesting because you'll get a little bit of the pop culture from that era, but you'll also get some of the politics from that era showing up in the, on the edges of the, the show. And it doesn't matter, though, if you're not familiar with that stuff, because overall, the show is mainly just about this group of high school girls and a, and a guy friend that takes along and just kind of their adventures and growing up and just normal stuff that is universal to teenagers everywhere. And there's not a lot of romance. I mean, there's like, you know, some attempts, but it's a very funny show. So this is more on the calm end, the comedy end. And the tone reminds me a little bit of this show called The Inbetweeners, which is a UK show about high school guys. But because it's focused on girls, it's a lot more relatable to me. And there's a lot less of kind of like, kind of like The Inbetweeners has a little more like kind of gross out, like kind of uh, maybe overly sexual stuff. This show is not like that. And the main cast is not very well known, but I think this, I think you pronounce her name, Nicola Coughlin. And she plays Claire, but she also appeared as Penelope Featherington in Bridgerton. So we haven't recommended that on the show yet, but not because it's not great. It's great, too. <laughs> and um, it also has Ian McKelleny, who plays um, the hilarious grandfather character. He was on Game of Thrones as Barristan Selmy. So it's got a few recognizable faces. But overall, I kind of like watching things with actors that I don't recognize from everywhere. I think it lets you lose yourself in the story a little bit more. And all the girls are quite different. Like a lot of these shows, there's, you know, different types of girls. My favorite is Michelle, and she's kind of the wild, wild girl who's always after guys. And very different than I was as a teenager, but I think that's why I like her. And I also like there's this nun character named Sister Michael, who's just like over being a teacher at this at this girl's school. And she's just always like kind of rolling her eyes. And I, I, I just dig that uh, that character, that idea. There's currently two kind of short seasons available on Netflix, but season three is apparently being planned and hopefully we'll start shooting this year. It got interrupted like so many things did due to COVID, but I think this show is just going to continue getting better. I just have a feeling. So check it out. Dairy Girls on Netflix. Okay. This is, uh, I got a throwback, a classic Sophia quintessential. There's a touch of, Magical destiny involved, a sweet love story, and a fabulous, hilarious ensemble supporting cast in Return to Me, which is on Tubi right now. It's directed and co-written by Bonnie Hunt, who has been a long time, I would say, more supporting role actor, but she's been around and I, I like her a lot. It's starring David Duchovny as Bob Rulin and Minnie Driver as Grace. And the supporting cast is Bonnie Hunt, Jim Belushi, David Allen Greer, and Carol O'Connor. And I believe it, it's one of his last roles. And it's filmed in Chicago because Bonnie mm -hmm. Hunt is a longtime Chicago actor. And I like that. So the story, it's hard to explain. So I'm going to give pretty much just a part of it. Grace is a young woman who's lived with a heart condition all her life and finally receives a 
apart for a heart transplant. And she's now has the opportunity to live life to its fullest, riding a bike and hopefully getting to travel. But a year later, she's having a hard time kind of getting on with life until she meets Bob at her family's Italian restaurant and the family gets involved setting them up. But lo, Grace finds out the heart she received belonged. This isn't a spoiler. You find this out in the first like 10 minutes of the film. Uh, it belonged to Bob's dead wife. <laughs> um, and will she tell him? How can they go on? So there's your little um, twist, your conflict, and altogether super sweet. And the last 15 minutes of the film takes place in Italy. Here's a fun fact about why. I recommend in our double feature for Roman Holiday, the film Only You, which co-stars Bonnie Hunt. She writes Mm. years later, this film, Return to Me, and the character Grace um, is also an artist and she wants to go to Italy and paint. And, um, you know, Bonnie Hunt, having already had film experience there, like talks about that in the commentary, the director and writer commentary. Like, we went back to Italy and it was so great because I filmed there before. And I'm like, yay. So, this kind of six degrees of movies, Italy showing up in our films. So, it's a sweet film. One of my favorites. I do a lot of, oh, 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 like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw it in the theater and I did that throughout the whole film. Once again, return to me on Tubi. Excellent. Excellent. And I know you've mentioned that one before, so mm-hmm. got to check it out. Mm-hmm. My fourth and final pick is Kim's Convenience, and it is on Netflix. And this show is one of my husband and my favorite shows. And we recommend it to everyone we know. And every time we recommend it to people, they love it too. And some of them then go on to recommend it to other people. And like, I can tell you the plot, but first I'll just say, I think the reason this succeeds is it's because it's just a sweet, but smart sitcom. It's not like so wholesome that it doesn't seem realistic, but it's also not so realistic that it doesn't seem like heartwarming and something like anybody could watch. You know what I mean? It hits that spot. Mm -hmm where it's funny, but it's not ever mean. And I think just it's something that everyone can use sometimes just to take a break and watch a half hour of something that's just purely good. So the plot is, though, it's set in Toronto, and it centers around a Korean-Canadian family. The parents, who are referred to as Appa and Oma, which are the words for dad and mom in Korean, they operate a convenience store. And their daughter, Janet, is an aspiring photographer, and their son, Jung, works at a car rental shop. The supporting characters are really great, too. So because it's set in different places, like the convenience store, the mom's church, uh, the daughter's apartment or and school and Jung's car rental agency that he works at, like you get to see like lots of different funny characters. And the Jung's roommate and friend Kimchi is really cool. Um, his boss, Shannon, is hilarious. And Janet has a friend, Gerald, that's always getting made fun of, who is great and There's a pastor at church, Pastor Nina, and Mr. Kim has all these hilarious friends. And then there's like all the wild people that come through the door of the convenience store. So you get to see such an assortment of people who might live in Toronto. It's great. And the cast is really excellent. I'm just going to highlight a few of them. So Paul Sun-Hyung Lee plays Appa, and he's basically just like a comic genius. Like his faces are amazing. Uh, He's so funny and so realistic at the same time. And Simu Liu 
is um, the son Jung, and he actually has a lead role in an upcoming Marvel movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. There's some romance on the show. It's mostly recommended for the comedy, but there's a romance on the show. It's There's a will-they-or-won't-they story between Jung and his boss and friend Shannon, and it's great. And there's currently four seasons on Netflix, and there should be one more season on the way. People were really sad because they were told it's going to be the last season, and it really feels like it could go on much longer, but it happens. And it's basically just my top recommendation. If somebody said that I don't know very well said, what's a show that, you know, you would recommend. This is the first one I go to because I just don't think there's anyone that couldn't get something out of this show. So yeah, Kim's convenience, Netflix. I'm really excited about that, Jen, because I am looking for something to just, you know, have on and enjoy and not be heavy. I was getting involved with a, you know, one of my cop kind of procedurals and I'm like, I don't want to follow the crime story right now. So good. Thank you. Um, my fourth and final pick is Wine Country, and it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a couple years old. It was directed by Amy Poehler, and it's starring Amy Poehler, Emily Spivy, Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dretch, Anna. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Gester. She was on SNL. She did. <laughs> she did sweaty balls, <laughs> and uh, Paula Pell, and it's co-starring Tina Fey. Jason Schwartzman, and I would call this more of a, not quite a cam, it's cameo scene with Cherry Jones, and she's hilarious, and I love her. And, you know, I don't know if this film has got incredible substance, um, but I sure laughed a lot, and I really enjoyed these longtime friends who are getting together for a girls' weekend to celebrate Rachel Dretch's character's 50th birthday and they go to um, Napa Valley and all these women are hilarious and I really identified with some of the midlife woman jokes and Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed their friendship and I enjoyed them busting out in a song way too many times but still was like why not and they spend their time just having a good time singing and drinking but with Friendships that have been around a long time, like 20, 25 years, there's also uh, things that need to be worked out between them. And so they get through it, though. And I'm really craving that right now, like a girl's weekend with my college girlfriends and would love this vacation with them. So that's why I recommend The Funny Wine Country. So if you like what you've heard today, please rate, review and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and or drop us a line at feedback at everyromcom.com. And we'd really love to hear what you're streaming and loving these days. And we'll be releasing our new episode Thursday of Roman Holiday with Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck continuing our travel series. So keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, hope everyone is doing great. See you next time. Happy streaming. Happy streaming.